Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. People that know me, they know like, oh, Tina will say yes to almost everything. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, could Chick Tech Seattle be at this then or talk it yeah. here and, and be here? And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now yeah. it's literally saying no when it makes sense to say no. My name is Spree Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, where I get to celebrate extraordinary women in tech around the world. And I am so excited to be here in Phoenix, Arizona, at an incredible event called ACT, put on by Chick Tech. And I have Tina here with me, who I feel defines what it is to be enough as a woman and a powerful, driven leader. Hello, Tina. Have you ever watched wrestling? I have. I used to love wrestling. I watched wrestling with my grandma. (laughs) Loved wrestling. Right. It's the best. Oh, my God. The best. Hello, Tina. That was the warmest welcome. Thank you. (laughs) So before we started rolling, Tina and I were having a conversation with some other incredible people about being enough as a woman. And I thought, let's, like, start the conversation there. Okay. Because it's really important. Actually... No, wait, rewind. I want to take it back. We'll start the conversation there kind of, but first go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everybody about who you are, what you do, and then we'll flow into that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm Tina. I've been in tech marketing for 10 plus years, but I'm also part of the Chick Tech community. So I act as the chapter director of Seattle. And, you know, our our goal is to empower women and girls to pursue technology careers. And I'm also a diversity and inclusion um, warrior. I really want to make sure that women, people, of color, underrepresented groups really feel like they have a place in technology. I love it. The company you work for, who do they serve? Who are your customers? Yeah, so we go after um, enterprise companies that are in the B2C space. So we're, you know, marketers specifically, but more higher level. So like, you know, um, I would say director and up. And really folks that are uh, focusing on that retention loyalty piece where you really want to... um, engage the customers that are already activated with you. And uh, and your role? I'm the director of account-based marketing and digital. And uh, can you spell out the URL for us so we could check yes. it out? Yes, it is www.amplero.com. Perfect. Thank you. So I want to dive into this conversation we were having offline, which is about being enough, because I get asked often, what have I learned from interviewing, I I mean, hundreds of women in tech around the world? And one of the things that stands out is oftentimes women feel, I don't know. 
I, I have to say it that way. Oftentimes, because it's a women in tech podcast, so I'm reaching out to women. They feel I'm not enough. I'm not interesting. I, I just all these things. Uh, you don't want to hear from me. <laughs> I'm not in the right place in my life. And they think it's just exclusive to them. And um, that breaks my heart because obviously I know what I'm doing. I've interviewed enough people, so I wouldn't be interested in interviewing them if they weren't interesting. <laughs> and so... Uh, so we were having this conversation and Tina goes, oh, I don't have that problem. I know I'm enough. <laughs> and I'm like, what? So how did you get there? How did you de- develop the sense of beautiful confidence? Well, it all started. <laughs> I don't know if it was the way that I was raised. You know, I definitely have um, a very confident mother. Yeah. And she was in a field where that was male dominated. Right. And so my mom always encouraged me to go after anything that I wanted. Um, and I don't think the confidence part came naturally. Yeah. But I always felt like I was enough. I've always dealt with, you know, people trying to compare me or, you know, put me in a box yeah. and make me something different yeah. than what I was. But yeah. I would always like go the other way because right. I knew like the direction, the path that I'm going, I'm headed into is fine. Right. And I'm okay with that. I mean, I mean, I want to get into this deep yeah. because let's, I let's legit, <laughs> I have not met a lot of people like you. I mean, I was sharing with you that I've only recently realized I'm enough. This is super, I'm baby enough. <laughs> you're like, you're like goddess worldly enough. And I'm like infancy just yay, I'm enough, I'm here, you know? And it influences so many decisions. For instance, when um, when uh, people, you know, maybe I'm making an excuse for myself or like I'm messaging someone and instead of just confidently communicating this, this, and that, I'll be like, so maybe if it's okay. Da, da. And now being enough, I'm like, no, what is it that I want? And just go after it as though I'm worth it. And it changes how we communicate our value to others. And so, I mean, can you just give us like a, a micro workshop on <laughs> how to be enough 101? Like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple of different things that I do. You know, I, confidence definitely doesn't come easy. I always think of it as like, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Somebody could say no. They could say you're weird. I've yeah. heard all those things before. It's nothing new. Yeah. Um, and I like to prove people wrong, too, so that, yeah. that helps. Um, yeah. But I think the biggest thing is you're never – you're never going to get somewhere without struggle and you're never going to be able to be your best self all the time. Right. So you have to just be in that mindset that I'm the best me that I can be today. I am the best me that I can be today. And even if that today is super shitty, at least if I'm doing my best for a shit day, that's just the best is the best. Yes. Exactly. And I am enough. <laughs> you are always enough. <laughs> it's so, it's so, I wish I could bottle your confidence and share it with every single woman that we touch because it breaks my heart how much as a community that we are struggling with this and how much I'm now noticing in becoming more confident myself that it affects um, our worth uh, and in communicating our value, our contract, um, 
opportunities, our job opportunities, our relationship opportunities. Because if we're coming, like, let's take um, a thing that um, some of us deal with, like when we're dating someone, if we're coming from the place where we're thinking I'm not enough, well, then what kind of partner are you going to have in that situation? Because you're constantly going to be overcoming for something uh, for something that you don't need to overcome or overcompensate for something you don't need to overcompensate because you just think you're not good enough to be in the relationship when really you are a prize and that man needs to be fighting for you right. you know like, you need to have multiple options yeah, is what yeah. you're saying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just very it's very very interesting i'm very inspired by your your confidence this it's, i've no, i rarely see it it's really yeah i cool. mean we work with you know the gamut in terms of age you know we work with young girls we work with you chick know, tech yeah yeah, chick, yeah yeah chick tech i mean we you know we have k through eight programming yeah so we're working with the youngest of young girls and yeah. there's like you know five-year-olds six-year-olds and they don't have confidence in in their skill set or wait even at, even at do. five or six yeah we see girls all the time that aren't confident. And so that's part of what our program does, too, is build that confidence. What's happening by five or six? Like, what can we do as a collective community of parents? I mean, I'm not a parent. Uh, uh, I'm not a parent, but just a collective community of, of adults, of parents to empower our children. We need to tell our kids that they they are enough. And then we also need to give them positive reinforcement saying that it's okay if you don't do well at this thing. We all fail and we learn from our failures. Yeah, I mean, and we have yeah. to keep on reiterating that, especially to girls. We need to be very purposeful with what we're what we're telling them. And what do you see again? I don't usually like to get into the he she mm-hmm. or controversy, but I think in this particular conversation it's important. What do you see is different between how guys are being approached versus how girls are being approached and are guys forming that level of confidence sooner than the girls or are we both struggling with confidence but in different ways, you think? I think a couple. I mean, they're both definitely struggling with confidence, um, you know, because they're still figuring it out and society is really not helpful, right? We're telling, you know, girls that these are the things that girls do and this is how girls act. And the same thing with boys. So they all struggle with it. um, But I – but – in particular with girls, I think, we, like I said earlier, we just have to be really purposeful. We need to watch the language that we use. We need to stop saying, like, stop saying these falsities of, yeah. like, hey, you know, women can't do this, or you're not mm-hmm. allowed to do this, or you, you, women act like this. You know, yeah. we need to just throw all of those things out the door. So cool. So I love this conversation. But, you know, <laughs> let's get into the technology piece and the Chick Tech piece. So uh, you're the chapter lead of, did you say Chick Tech Seattle? Yes. I'm going to be in Seattle next month, FYI. Awesome. Yeah, with Microsoft. Yay. Yeah, Super excited. They're an amazing partner of ours. So exciting. So um, can't wait to have your seafood again. So uh, tell <laughs> Our me. salmon is delicious this time of year. So good. So, okay, tell me more about Chick Tech Seattle and when you got involved and why and what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah, so I think. Is it like two years in May, I think? Wow. Um, and I really, you know, I'm all about giving back. My whole life I've been taught to give back. And so I wanted to find a way that I can give back to the tech community. Yeah. And so I felt like Chick Tech was the perfect opportunity. It really um, has this 
opportunity where it's multi-generational. And as far as I know, it's the only nonprofit that right. really focuses on girls and women yeah. and really focusing on empowering us and, and finding our voice and helping us navigate our career and our journey, whatever that is. Right, right. It's very like personal to that individual versus saying like, hey, you're a woman in tech and you need to be in the C-suite. Well, not every woman wants to be in the C-suite. Totally. Let's like figure out what your path is. 100%. I'm really glad you said that because there's fe- there's female entrepreneurs like Amoroso, uh, uh, Sophia Amoroso with Nasty Gal. And she was very public about how she never wanted to be this big time leader and she got put into this leader position. And I wonder, I don't know her personally. I've only met her a couple of times, but I feel like potentially the company didn't work out because she never really wanted that role to begin with. Um who knows? But it's really important to live a life that we're, we actually want that we're aligned with or we're passionate about. Yeah, mm-hmm. or it's going to fall apart. When did you first discover the world of technology and that you loved it? Well, it's funny because I never realized I loved it. It was just something that kind of came accidentally. Yeah. Um, you know, I definitely, um, you know, I live in Seattle, yeah. Seattle area, so yeah. technology is everywhere. And I actually... Tell us, it, Microsoft is there? Who else is there? Oh, Microsoft, Amazon, Expedia, Ampelero. <laughs> <laughs> You know, lots of great yeah. tech companies. Um, I mean, you know, Facebook has presence there. Google's there. I mean, it's little, literally growing like crazy. You know, we have an amazing um, startup community. So in, in addition to the company that I work with, there's companies like, you know, Textio, Avo, Avalara, so many great yeah. tech companies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Rubica and Kaplan, awesome. Concur, you know, so many tech companies. And so you got involved in the tech world. Yeah. And, and it was random. So tell us about that. I was looking for a job, you know, graduated yeah. from college, was looking for something. And I ended up working for a dot .NET uh, company right. and one of our biggest companies. Um, customers was um, Microsoft. So yeah. I was helping with the Imagine Cup uh, competition. So it's a big computer science competition that right. they do every year. Right. And that really opened it up. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. I'm helping with this competition. Yeah. And it's like a bunch of like kids that are younger than me that yeah. like they're programming and they're doing things. And I never saw anybody that looks like me or look right. like the people in my community. I I come from a really working, you know, class background yeah. and it's, you know, super um, diverse. Yeah. And when you look at people in tech, it, you know, there's not yeah. a lot of people that look like me or look like the community I came from. Yeah. And They're so, white and 20 and boys with exactly. hoodies. Exactly. And yeah. so <laughs> I was just, you know, I was just like, oh, that's interesting, you know. Um, and I would go to places and I would work at different tech companies. And again, I wouldn't see that many people that looked like me and yeah. I wouldn't see that many women. Yeah. And so that was a big part of why I got involved with uh, with Chick Tech as well as some other organizations yeah. that I'm involved with that yeah. really help um, with diversity, inclusion, and tech. Totally. I think diversity is so in, in – I was about to say important, obviously. I think – honestly, I think diversity is really exciting. I know with my work with We Are LA Tech in Los Angeles, I'm always thinking about um, – I can only see the world how I've lived in the world myself. And if I don't rely on my community to see what I can't see, then how could we possibly be as supportive and serve as many as I'd like to serve? So – I find diversity exciting to reach out to my community to be like, can you help me serve more? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get to be creative together. Yeah. Um, because I sometimes wonder if the reason why uh, more cultures aren't involved in um, in technology in certain areas is simply because they just don't, don't know it exists mm-hmm. and that there's only one perception going out there. So you like – 
if I only know some people are located in this place, but I don't know the act, other people actually hang out over there, I'm never going to let people over there know that this cool event's going on. Yeah, that's that makes why any sense. I think yeah. for us um, at Chick Tech in particular, that's why community um, is really important. You yeah. know, when we work with the girls, what's really important is that our volunteers come from the community yeah. um, that we serve, um, yeah. that girls can see themselves in all of the volunteers. So whether it be um, ethnically or racially, yeah. whether it be social economically, yeah. whether it be like, like hobbies we totally. really believe in you know the girls being able to be what they see totally totally I mean even even someone like uh like me that uh you could think oh like you, you fit in in some ways for me I'm a very charismatic passionate person and I feel that that makes me an outcast mm-hmm. sort of <laughs> right yeah right and so I'm looking for my community to, to feel less alone. Like, because a lot of people are like, oh, uh, you know, it's, oh, you're very intense. I was like, <laughs> I'm passionate. Like, it's, is intense a bad thing? It's a good thing. And if I could meet other people, like, I wouldn't call you intense, but I feel like the people that have called me intense would probably call you intense. Oh, but yeah, for sure. what they're, <laughs> per, what I think that they're perceiving and watching you is, yeah, she's really fucking confident. It's awesome. You know, yeah. like what's wrong with that? <laughs> and if, if that's what people are saying by calling me intense, that's dope, but I don't hear that. Mm-hmm. And so it would be nice to be around people like you so I could feel less alone. Yeah. And I, I think that's important. We all need to have people that are similar to us in ways so we yeah. can see ourselves in those people. Yeah. Um, okay. And then, so you discovered technology and tell us about how you found the job that you have today. Um, aside from Chick Tech, because Chick Tech is a volunteer, like a full-time volunteer op, is, right? Yeah. yeah. So tell us about your nine to nine job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my nine to nine job, I work for a really cool, um, AI marketing company. Yeah. Um, that's artificial intelligence just in case. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, we do that. We, we love our acronyms yeah. in tech. It's very yeah. odd. Um, <laughs> and so how I got the, um, the job was really I used to work with um, the gentleman who's my boss yeah. now. Yeah. He told me a little bit about the company. I was just like, oh my goodness, it's so awesome. I yeah. didn't even know like a company did this, yeah. you know? Um, and so really what happened was they had an opening yeah. and I was able to fulfill it. Um, and of course I went in and, you know, had the interview. And for me, because I've worked at a lot of places where it wasn't like a culture fit or, right. you know, things that were important to me in yeah. terms of, um, you know, uh, diversity, inclusion yeah. wasn't like, you know, um, wasn't really uh, yeah. important to those companies. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to really make sure that I was at a company that I like, that I believe in, yeah. that I believe in the leaders. Yeah. And luckily it was a good fit. And, you know, so, you know, we're, we're, we're married. So it's, it's, it's great. I love it. <laughs> uh, what is a huge challenge that you've successfully overcome and what did you learn from it? Um, so I think the biggest challenge that I have, and I'm still, I, I still have this to the day, this yeah. day is really trying to not take on the world. Yeah. For me, I'm one of the, and, you know, people that know me, they know like, oh, Tina will say yes to almost everything. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, could Chick Tech Seattle be at this then or talk it yeah. here and, and be here. And yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So now yeah. it's literally saying no when it makes sense to say no. Totally. Setting boundaries. Yeah. It's funny because the tech trend is say yes to all the opportunity. I'm right. like, hell no. I need to start <laughs> saying no to all the opportunity. I actually wore a shirt um, on Monday that said nope. <laughs> oh my God. I have to get that shirt. You have to tell me where you ordered it. That sounds perfect. Etsy has everything. <laughs> so, okay. Before we start to wrap up, well, one, let me ask, how can people connect with you? Yes. Um, uh, Twitter, so I'm so gully, S O G U L L E Y. 
I know how to spell my last name <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter or I'm on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. Tina Marie Gully. So I have an idea yeah, that I think would it. be amazing. Okay. I think you should start a podcast. <laughs> I think you should start a podcast called I Am Enough. I Am Enough. Okay. Dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, what am I like my friends just uh, launched her podcast yeah. and then I have another girlfriend who has like one of the top three podcasts cool. and another Let's girlfriend give that has What are the plugs? Yes. Okay. okay awesome. Yeah. Um, so one of my girlfriends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do it. You do it. Keita Williams at Success Bully. Success Bully. Yeah, Success okay. Bully. So she is an ac- accountability um, coach. Yeah. And she's like, it's amazing. It's a really short, like you can listen to it on your commute. Yeah. Um, so it's an amazing um, podcast. And I, of course, I'm going to like miss some of these names. So because like, I'm on a podcast. You're human. Right? Yeah. Um, my other girlfriend, um, Aisha Brown, yeah. um, she's launching her podcast pretty soon. But she, in the meantime, she... Uh, just launched a um, a YouTube channel with all recipes, nice. um, and it's called Archive or Revive. So nice. so excited about that! Um, and then another girlfriend of mine uh, is at a um, oh, and Aisha also had her podcast will be called About That, right? The Lookout, I love it. <laughs> and then another girlfriend, um, her podcast is called The Electorate. The electorate. Yes. And it's like all about, you know, um, the political landscape Uh, and, you know, there's elements of like social justice, a little pop culture. But yeah, um, it's 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 amazing when you surround yourself by people that are doing amazing things. um, And yeah, we all get inspired by each other. And soon everyone listen out for Tina's new podcast. It's called I Am Enough (laughs) Podcast. (laughs) <laughs> she comes out once a week on Wednesdays. Check her local listings. Yeah. We're on Spotify. <laughs> Tina, thanks so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. You are inspiring. You're awesome. I think you're just an amazing force in this world. And I love the light that you bring to every situation. Awesome. Yeah, you're rad. <laughs> uh, be sure to connect with more extraordinary women in tech. Uh, the Women in Tech Facebook group, which you could get there going to womenintechvip.com womenintechvip.com takes you straight there or um, and or slash all the things you can grab one of the Women in Tech stickers by saying hello at Women in Tech show on social Instagram Facebook and Twitter I will talk to you guys see you guys here you guys in the next episode bye Women in Tech is an independently funded project funded by you the community so the way that you could support us is by going to patreon.com slash women in tech and making a small contribution. Every little bit counts. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash women in tech. Thank you so much for believing in our vision. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.